If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to Joseph Arthur's Technicolor Dreamcast. Thanks for tuning in. Dickie Barrett is on his way. He's running a little bit late. But uh, he's the lead singer, formerly of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. He was the announcer on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, His new band is The Defiant. And what's happened this week is kind of mind-blowing and culturally significant on a lot of levels because Spin Magazine named The Defiant's Dead Language the song of the year. And it's, you know, in and of itself shouldn't be culturally significant outside of a rock and roll band doing doing really well and creating something that everybody loves um but what is significant is what the defiant is all about and who its members are because they were all people that resisted the main you know the mainstream covid narrative and got canceled dickie uh, um was the announcer of jimmy kimmel live as well and lost that position in fact i first heard about Dickie really I mean obviously I knew of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones but I wasn't like a big Mighty Mighty Boss Tones fan I wasn't against them it just wasn't like I wasn't that aware of them but I became really aware of Dickie uh when he gave a interview with Del Bigtree back in the sort of you know main part of the COVID war so to speak and and of course I was involved in that too getting canceled and all that so I, I think I listened to that interview a couple times and became an instant fan of who Dickie was as a person. And then I got to meet him in Washington, D.C. at one of the Freedom Rally events that we all did. And uh, we became fast friends. Me, him, and Brad Skistimus from Five Times August, you know, sort of made this Three Musketeers union and fake band i forget what we called ourselves grandma's on the driveway or something like that uh, i don't know that we'll go into that later when he shows up but um yeah we became bros there was a, a three-way bromance so to speak and uh, it's been very rewarding so i got a chance to hear defiant demos and all that and it was really exciting stuff but what's in, i mean i i opened up x earlier this week and i saw that you know the defiant uh, posted that Spin had named Dead Language the song of the year, and it just blew my mind. It was one of those like, what's going on here moments because a mainstream music publication to align themselves with the so-called anti-vax group, you know, I mean that's what the Defiant sort of is in some kind of way. I mean, you know, I mean. Let me see. You know, the Defiant is Pete Parada on drums, and Pete's been on the show a bunch, and he's the drummer from The Offspring that got fired um, because uh, he resisted. Obviously, I already relayed that Dickie uh, enjoyed a similar fate. Greg Camp on guitar from Smash Mouth, Johnny Rue on bass from Street Dogs, Joey LaRocca on guitar and keys, and then Dickie Barrett uh, front and center from the mighty, mighty boss tones. But, you know, what's this mean? You know, the fact that Spin would align themselves. I mean, we've all seen the narrative shift entirely. Um, I was talking to one of my friends who I was in a band with formerly that I got ousted, well, not ousted from, but the band kind of fell apart because 
of my stance, and I was talking to him earlier today, and we're, we're great friends. He's a beautiful guy. Um, and we were, you know, talking about, yeah, we got to get that record out. Um, but I was like, yeah, man, I think most people in the world now align themselves more with the anti-vax movement, so to speak. And he pushed back on that a little bit because people are still uncomfortable, um, sort of owning up to that in my viewpoint, you know, and this is obviously just my opinion, but I, I when I saw that spin named dead language song of the year, um, it, it seemed like a, a significant moment because the music industry famously took a knee. Most people did not speak up and we were all under threat of cancellation. Um, when they showed what they did to some of, uh, the earlier revolutionary voices that would speak out against it, you know? So to me, there, there's been all kinds of sh cultural shifts in this battle and dead language becoming song of the year um, seems to me an invitation for the musical community at large to be less afraid to share their authentic voice. So uh, with that being said, I think we should listen to dead language now and uh for those viewing on youtube and rumble you can enjoy the video so here it is with the song of the year the defiant and dead language
TNT Radio's Patrick Henningsen. There's a dark cloud which is gathering over Ukraine. This has been an absolute disaster. In the last month alone, as I reported previously, Ukraine's lost 13,000 troops in October. So what does that mean? Well, you can guess that recruitment is probably down. So right now, the government in Kiev, the Zelensky government's doing forced conscription. Morale is at an all-time low. Uh, we've also seen conscientious objectors uh, who are taking to social media, like Telegram, who have reported uh, that they were just finished a six-month prison sentence uh, after refusing to go to the front line. Some of the forced conscripts rebelled, were imprisoned for six months, did a six-month sentence, and then the day before their release, they were put into a van and then sent to the front line. I kid you not. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT Radio. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. You are about to, about to hear today's news talk and the voice of freedom. That's what this country is all about. TNT Radio. And we're live. There you go. Sloppy. But hey, you know, that's punk rock and the Defiant is punk rock. So it's in keeping with our subject matter. We got Adam Ruckus Clark back with us to uh, talk about this whole scenario. Ruckus, Dead Language, the Defiant. I know my friend Trevor Fitzgib- Fitzgibbon is... Uh, absolutely in love with this band. A lot of us are. Um, they are really exciting. I mean, it's it, it sounds like authentic rock and roll because it has that spirit of of saying what you want to say and not in a, in a corny way or anything, but just actually rebellious. And in this day and age, it seems like rebellion is is uh, definitely more of a challenge. I mean. You know, back in the sort of 60s or 70s, rebellion was like, F the man. And then everybody was like, rah, rah, rah about it. There was no, um, there wasn't really the danger of your whole life being subverted back then. It was much more easy to uh, ape rebellion, so to speak, or to have that pose without any real stakes necessarily. And, and it was rewarded. And I mean, Brad Skistimus from Five Times August has that song ain't no rock and roll which uh sort of um illustrates that point that the 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 actual rebels back then turned out to be um i guess fake you could say but what do you think of this yeah the cultural significance of spin naming the defiance uh dead language the song of the year i think it it seems like a another aspect of the cultural shifting uh towards truth and freedom well I, I wouldn't go so far as that unfortunately i would like to say that if that was an if if they if spin magazine came forward and said in the spirit and the keeping of all of those things that you're discussing upon right here sure but it's not it's just it's it's a banging good song mate it's it's good it's a good punk rock sound and it's crisp and it's clean and it's well produced and it, it's just Man, it's a well-oiled song, and it deserves exactly what it was just awarded with. In fact, I was surprised. I'm like, wait a minute. Are they talking about the same band, the same song? Is this right? Is this the same spin? Is this is spin the same as Spin Magazine? I'm so confused here. 
uh, like I was in disbelief myself and I'm happy to hear the news and congratulations to uh, everybody there uh, from the Defiant. Um, and yeah, and I've been thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying the music. I mean, I was a, I was a fan of Mighty Mighty Boston's. I heard you say that you never really were into them. I was. I, I liked ska music. I, I don't. I'm not a big ska music fan now, but I absolutely love punk, and I absolutely love this song, and and it's great. And it's it's not even technically that rebellious. You know what I mean? We could dig up some old punk songs that were really in that rebellious spirit, but that, that is what that music and that style and that genre was born out of is that whole spirit of rebellion and resistance to the, see it come back full circle to have that genre and, and this song and this band named this year song of the year by such a respected magazine um, in this industry is, is great. What a nice, happy ending to what a, would otherwise be a crappy like, well, three years, not just this past year. It's been rough, guys. You know what I mean? So this is great news. I think it's awesome. Um, and and like I, you heard me say as we were coming out of the break on the hot mic, I absolutely love it. I, I've listened to it like tons of times, maybe not hundreds, but, you know, I, I, it's in my rotation. I do listen to it. When I take the time to actually listen to music, it's on multiple playlists in various places. So absolutely love it um so and and i like to skateboard and i'm a bit of a punk at heart now confession joseph i did not listen to this kind of music growing up as a kid i was much more of a pop music like from the 80s growing up i was born in 76 so a lot of my music memories other than like listening to like whatever my parents were listening to which is mostly like the carpenters uh stuff like that john denver uh, i got a lot of love for john denver uh love john denver um uh, rest in peace but uh yeah it, it wasn't until i was like a late teen like all you know already like about to graduate high school or throughout my college years that i got this obsession of listening to this kind of music and i went on like a retrospective back backwards like so whatever band it was that i was turned on to at the time i can't remember had me exploring all the roots of hardcore uh and punk and all of this stuff and i just I love the music and the energy and I love to skateboard to it. So when I take my skateboard out, I cannot go skateboarding without listening to music like this. That's totally, that's definitely skateworthy right there, that song. So that's how I, I feel about it. And then I'm also, I like to look at, at songs for their lyrics and stuff like that um, as well. So this is kind of like a, the best of both worlds for me. No, I agree with you that, uh, that it is just a banging song, but you know, we can't deny what we've all just been through and and how big a part the music world played in all that. And then you look at like Rolling Stone, which is almost like a Babylon Bee of wokeness at this point. It's just insane. And you call Spin well-respected. And it's true. Uh, the name brand alone holds weight just for historical purposes. But, you know, legacy media, if that's what you would call Spin, um, has lost so much credibility that in fact i wonder if somebody whoever's running spin or whoever's deciding these things is really smart because this gives spin a, a huge leg up over rolling stone and and where the culture is shifting towards you know i mean uh i think people are sick of of people that aren't using their voices so maybe spin is uh forward thinking and yeah so the song in and of itself isn't saying anything insane or controversial or oh my god i can't believe he said that but the band represents heavily 
the, uh, the community of rebellious outcasts of the COVID narrative when we were supposed to be silenced forevermore. And so to lionize them to this level, I mean, you know, they're set to become one of the biggest new rock bands that, that are out there now you know for this kind of thing is is what helps build a band obviously the quality of the music um and the quality of, of presentation of that music and the marketing of it and all that they're doing an exceptional job with that but when these media outlets get behind them that's when the whole thing uh can explode well, they're they're probably listening right now, Joseph. So tomorrow there'll be a giant hit piece from Rolling Stones, right? <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe Spin Magazine gave this crazy, wacko, anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist group an award. Boo, go get them, trolls. Yeah, I, I, I'm half joking, but that's the world we live in, right? Um, <laughs> dude, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Actually, the, the most contentious thing about it would be some of the imagery that they placed in there. This because that video that we played um, tonight was their alternative video, um, which you guys can find on their official YouTube channels and their website, of course. Because uh, so, that was a, a re, so a second video. They already have like an official video for that. They released this other version, and with the clippings and the images that they put into this video, kind of gives you more insight to. The, the what we've just been through right and and some of the the hits and the i mean throwing up a picture of bill gates that might could, that could get them in trouble joseph you know what i mean they might get they might you know maybe that's taken it too far as the imaging with this particular video but we'll, we'll see um but yeah to your point good on spin uh maybe speaking of spin maybe this is a 180 on their part but maybe it is a wise branding marketing decision maybe somebody in their marketing department just witnessed what happened with bud light and others and said hey maybe it's time to go the different route hey look alex jones is back on twitter maybe we could take a chance here who knows yeah i mean speaking of well like taking a shot at bill gates now too i mean think about that compared to a, a few years ago you know i mean it's almost like he's a, he's uh you know he's not a well-liked guy i mean i think people are pretty fairly sick of of him and suspicious of his intentions i mean he's kind of like a bond villain at this point you know he's kind of like a a schwab type figure or something like that you know i mean it's 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 easy pickings really i mean did you i wonder if you saw that interview with we talked about it in the last hour but the interview with tucker and alex jones and an interesting point tucker made about the billionaire class if we're talking about gates and that he thought he never could have imagined that we would live in this world where our you know they would be trying to control our thinking control what we say control what we eat control where we move he always imagined billionaires would just be like off in their private yacht whipping their servants or whatever you know like th this idea that when you become that powerful and you have that much money and if you have a god-sized hole or you don't have joy or something or love like what what kind of corruptive erosive force that kind of money and power become in your life and then where you go with it from there i mean did did you catch that and i wonder if that part stood out to you or what you think of me relaying that okay i did not watch the interview and who said that which one of the two alex tucker, or tucker said oh, that sorry, tucker. To alex jones okay. yeah 
Okay. All right. Now, of course, the, the, the big old people are like, oh, I don't trust Tucker because he comes from something about his family was wealthy or whatever. But I don't think he comes from a billionaire wealthy kind of class. So that that that's good enough for me. Um, he he's he's on to something here because I also I cannot trust billionaires. OK, listen, isn't it strange that in the comic book worlds, right? So each of the major um, creators of comics, there's Marvel Comics and DC. These are the two really, really big ones, right? So in the DC um, comic books, they have um, Bruce Wayne, Batman. So the superhero is is a wealthy, a billionaire of sorts, right? If I'm not mistaken, I don't know what his actual net worth is, but his alter ego is Batman and he's a hero. He's a good guy. Same thing in the Marvel Universe. We have Iron Man, Tony Stark, who is definitely a billionaire. I do remember that. Of course, I read Marvel comics more than I read DC. But I don't think it's a coincidence that that in fi in fiction, there's this attempt to portray uh, billionaires as being these actual caring, loving, philanthropic superhero larger than life characters. And they certainly do the same in real life as to portray themselves as such. But when you learn and realize what's really going on and, and the people who control this world, when we talk about the proverbial they, if you I mean, we, we think that people like Bill Gates and even Elon Musk um, are, are rich. No, they're probably nothing compared to the people who really hold the power uh, behind the scenes in this world, Joseph. And they are anything but superheroes. And there's always this famous expression about like, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely well it's because it's absolutely historically provably true it's a psychological known fact phenomenon not any one of us is basically immune from that right um and the bible has a lot to say about this as well doesn't it i mean for the love of money is the root of all all evil not just some every single last piece of it uh, you draw back the roots of what is evil what to define it well, there you go. Follow the money. There's another famous expression, right? So I will never, ever, ever believe that somebody who is wealthy beyond uh, our beliefs is going to be like one of the air quotes good guys. Um, hey, air quotes is just for the radio listener because we can do this on video now. That's so fun, um, by the way. <laughs> but I, I need to add this uh, this interview to my list. I'm just like, wow, Tucker Carlson. Alex Jones, all this, these people and these names. I just started watching. I don't know if you're into this, but this is kind of interesting too. Roseanne Barr, she's doing a podcast and she's talking to some of these big people. Um, so I did, I, 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 I watched this episode of Roseanne Barr on her podcast interviewing Tucker Carlson. So I've been watching a lot more of Tucker Carlson on other people's shows than his own show lately, but I'll, I'll definitely have to take some time to watch his interview with AJ, see what they had to say. Yeah, I mean it's a significant one and, and, and good fodder for you in terms of, you know, what's happening in our society right now. I mean, X is set to become the the primary media outlet, I would say. Um, it just because it's it's open to free speech. I mean, you know, it, after a certain amount of time, it just becomes tiresome to try to watch what you say. I mean, you build all this stuff on YouTube or whatever and you know, if you say the wrong thing, your your channel you get you could get wiped away. You know, I mean, I guess that that danger looms large over all the social media platforms. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think it's interesting that it it makes me consider that sort of 
money is the root of all evil um the love of money not money um and you know financial influencers are always quick to say that you know it's it's nothing wrong with acquiring money but when you put make an idol of it it becomes your god it becomes uh, very corrosive you know and and i think we're witnessing that because it's hard to fathom why people would want to eliminate humans and why they would want to control humans if you yourself don't have that gene or or you know like most of us just want to make a good life be creative have a family be comfortable be able to take vacations and so for us when we imagine having anywhere anywhere near like limitless money it just seems like great that would make life better we could just do all those things in, in, in a better way um but it wouldn't go towards this sort of diabolical evil thing um you know of, of wanting to corrupt everyone and take everyone out and control everyone but the thing with dead language being the song of the year and spin magazine acknowledging that is that's going to inspire a lot of people a lot of people to use their voice and, and we need that and so that this this type of thing culturally creates a wave and it creates a wave of people who will be unafraid hopefully you know i think we have dicky on the phone now it, it is dicky barrett with us joseph how Can are you, you my me? friend yeah we got you super, good to hear super you sorry Joseph, you told them I was in Boston. I told them you were in Boston? I mean, I, yeah, they thought I was East Coast time, so they told me 8 o'clock to call mm. at 8 o'clock, and I was, actually in, I was actually in Phoenix, and now I'm in the middle of driving from Phoenix back up to where I live, which, and I was going to nail it. I was going to be on the air at 8 o'clock with you, but I thought we were talking our time where we live. Mm. Damn it. Well, you're here now, man. We got man, your voice. No, you come on, get it, get it. no, 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 not at all, man. We played dead language. I got to I got to wax philosophically over about how Spin named your song Dead Language Song of the Year and what that means culturally. Talk about that, man. I mean, how psyched are you that Spin gave you that uh that award, so I'm, to speak? I, I'm extremely excited. That was great news. What a week we had. We've been, you know, people have been streaming the record. People have been buying the vinyl. And, and that's the entire um, Defiant album. Um, while um, if, if we're really being honest, it's called. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I can't say it enough. And, and when it means culturally, you're, you're exactly right. It means that, you know, that we're out there. You know, we exist. We, we, you know, it's not, it's no longer just me, you, and Brad, you know, in, <laughs> in the world of rock and roll going, <laughs> are, we, are we alone? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Where are you? <laughs> We're nuts. You know, I, I guess the three of us are crazy. And we, bumped it, <laughs> we bumped into each other. Hey, who are you? Uh, oh, didn't you used to be in the Boston's? And, uh, you know, when it was nice and it was cozy, and it, but, but it's, it's a really good feeling to know that we're not alone and that there are people out there that, you know, feel and think and, and act and, you know, 
in accordance and, and you know, a, as we do. And, and everything you were saying, I was listening as I was extremely late to your broadcast to the things you're saying is, is completely on point and as you often are, Joseph. It's wild, so, uh, man. I, I mean, dude, I was I was hanging out at the, uh, at the this place called the Idea Museum, uh, you know, and playing with my daughter. It was incredible, and uh, you know, I open up X and I see the Defiant post, and my mind was blown. I couldn't believe it. It was like one of those. Sh it was shocking, and not because it, it absolutely deserves it, man. It's a banging album, an incredible album. It's called If We're Really Being Honest. It's the Defiant. Um, but I, I mean, you must let's have been shocked. Going. Everybody or, or... who's listening, let's do it in Australia. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say I was shocked because, because, you know, when you looked me in the eyes, I sent you that, uh, defiant record really early and you, you listened to it. And then when I went down to Phoenix to be on your show, you looked me in the eye and you go, dude, this stuff is really good. And, and you're not, you know, you're not a hack. You, you know what you're talking about. You've been involved with very, you know, prominent and very serious and very real musicians and, and as, as you are yourself. And so, you know, am I shocked? No, I thought we, I thought we worked hard. We, we thought about what we were creating and um, we put together something that's, that's likable. And once, you know, and I just thought it'd be a chain reaction. I thought people would, once they started hearing it, you know, I, what it did when we first released it, what it did immediately was, was, silence a lot of people who are going, okay, we're just going to wait for the Defiant record to come out and it's going to suck. And when it does, then we can say, see, we knew it. They're horrible. And, and we took that away from them early on. So, um, you know, I'm thrilled, but, but I can't say that I'm shocked. I'm, I'm excited, you know, and I'm, yeah. and I'm excited that you're excited. It meant a lot to me when, when you guys texted me and said, you found out that news and, and, uh, you know, so what we need everybody who's listening in Australia to do is find the defiant and, and purchase it and be part of this cultural revolution that's taking place. And while you're at it, you know, get everything that Brad's created every five times August and get a hold of all your Joseph Arthur, everything that he's putting out, solid, solid stuff. And, and it's, it's true that, you know, when, uh, you know, the three of us, you know, as the tip of an iceberg that's we're learning is much bigger it, you know in in times like this it's um you know it, it's inspirational you know some of the stuff that you're creating now i think is, is spot on and, and super solid so you know do you disagree or agree i totally agree man and Joseph? when i said you must have been shocked can you hear me you got me am i still there Yes, I can. Okay, good. I can, but yeah, I'm so, moving no, into the mountains, so. <laughs> all right, we, we might lose you, and if we do, that's okay, and you haven't ruined our show, and I love you like a brother, as always, dude. Well, let um, me just but, say um, Merry Christmas, and nobody loves you more Merry than Christmas, I and you're, you've been... <laughs> anyway, but I just mean shock culturally, man, because it's the mainstream not be you know we've we've been the redheaded stepchild like for forever uh, or, uh during the whole covid thing and this is you know this is going to inspire a lot of people to use their voices you know i mean this is uh i don't know it's it's deep I man it I, I don't think i'm overstating it i think huh yeah i think it will i hope i, I hope it great. does inspire people and and 
here's the thing. And in, in a year or last three or four years of, of things shocking me, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that, you know, people behave the way they behave. I'm shocked that, you know, it, it, it had come to this. I'm shocked by a lot of things, you know, but I'm, I'm not shocked that a real solid record and really good music people are uh, drawn to. And, what? you know, so. Can I ask you this? What do you think? And I know you're, st- and you're, you know, it, and it's measured. I also want to talk about what Ruckus said that this is just a banging good anthem, and that it, the lyrics are measured in it too. You're not going too far into the like preachy stuff, into like how dare you call, you know, or whatever. It's fun. You you left yeah. the fun in. It's very intelligent that way. But but what do you think your former bandmates are thinking? What do you think? the musicians who took a stance the other direction are thinking do you think uh, i mean have you spent any time thinking that and i know you're not a small person and i know you're not a vengeful person i know you're a loving person but i mean you must have considered that a little bit right i think that the people that love me and the people that have always you know been behind what i do and you know, I, I, you know, fans and supporters and whatever you want to call them. I think that they're um, excited for me and, and, and happy for me. And I think that that's, you know, and that's all I want to really say on that. You know, if there's, if there's people that are, you know, begrudge me anything or are angry because I, you know, didn't, you know, completely fall apart and didn't go away or, you know, it didn't diminish me, then I don't even want to think about them. So, what do I think? I think that there's love and support, and I'm getting that from people, from lot, lots and lots of people. And so, you know, that's, I, that's you know what I think. What? Do, do I feel I just, vindicated, I, you know, when I quietly close the door and, and go, yes, I feel that there's some vindication, and I feel like, yes, it's good. And I also feel like, uh, you know, if you, if you do things right and if you're, if you're a good guy and you're a good person, you try not to, you know, be negative in in a in a time that's very negative. I think that you know positive things will happen, and and a lot of this I got from you. You know, this is sort of you know from the from the book of Joseph Arthur. Wow, I, I was because I was thinking I think I'm a small person for even asking that question. So I'm glad you ended no, it with I, I got this not, from you, the I book don't. of Joseph Arthur, because I'm like wow, I'm actually no, ugly on a, the inside. What do you mean question. by that, Dickie? <laughs> it's a fair question. It's it's an absolute yeah. fair question, but I think you, you know the higher ground and the bigger man and the and the and the better person. So, you know that just if you if you're walking the straight and narrow, and you're doing things from your heart. And I, I've never changed. I've always have I have the same values and the same beliefs and the and the, and the same outlook uh, on things. And you know, in a world that's changed around me, then uh, I think that you get rewarded, you know, and I'll hand the yeah. spiritual, spiritual ball to you and you run with it, my friend. I'm going to, man. You, like I said, you're going to inspire a lot <laughs> of people. I'm, I'm first in that line, man. I'm totally inspired. I, I mean, honestly, man, you know, we're, we're humans. We're, we're, you know, we're vast. We contain multitudes. It's not all great. Sometimes we get envious of our friend's success. You know, sometimes we have to do little internal battles like, no, be, I'm envious. Wait, be happy for them. And, you know, we all have multiple sides, right? 
But I can honestly say when I saw that, I was just nothing but elated for you guys because it was a cultural win for all of us. And so the typical thing where I might have been a little jealous of my friend and happy for them. But the, like I said, the multiple sides are in me. You know, with this, it was just like, we won. This is amazing. <laughs> like, no. you know, it, like, and that in and of itself shows you something. That shows you something. Like, wow, like, we really are a movement, like, in a battle, right? Well, for every time that's an artist or somebody that, you know, a musician or somebody that we liked disappointed us or said, oh, that guy's like that, for every time that that happened in the past few years, here's one in our basket, you know, here's one, you know, for us. So I understand the feeling and, and yes, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to be a part of it. And, I'm, and I, and I, you know, all for one, one for all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think I said something like, this is like a King. The King is dead. Long live the King type of moment i hope you could stick around for a little bit longer so we because we got to go to a break but when we come back hopefully you're still here we're going to play another um song by the defiant as well uh we'll be right back after these words on tnt de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective i think we have a big problem globally with the perception that people have especially with people who I think are quite intelligent, they're well-off, they're well-meaning, and yet they have bought into the whole man-made climate change scam. I was at a holiday party last night, and a lady that was there had a Tesla, and I have nothing against Tesla. So I was asking her, well, how long does it take you to charge the Tesla? She says, five hours. That's in her garage. And I said, well, what if you're traveling cross-country? She says, I'll look up rapid charging station. I said, okay, okay. And how long does that take? A half hour. So let me get this straight. You have to plan your trip so that you will stop for a half hour at charging stations. You have to go look along the route. I mean, I travel across the United States all the time. It takes me three minutes to fill my tank for 400 miles, not a half hour to recharge it. And what's interesting is it's tough enough to figure out which hotel to stay in as opposed to trying to find a charging station. But if you have a lot of money, that's fine. But things got sort of sticky at the end of the party to a point where my wife actually grabbed me and said, come on, let's go. When the lady said to me, well, I'm doing my part to stop CO2 from warming the atmosphere. Again, what bothers me is that she's very intelligent. I've had this encounter with a lot of intelligent people that they have actually been brainwashed. So we got a whole lot of work to do to try to at least get people to understand what's going on and to look at it. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. There are 16 million children struggling with hunger in America. That's one in five daughters, sons, neighbors, and classmates who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Yet billions of pounds of good food go to waste every year. It's time we do something about it. Feeding America is a nationwide network of food banks that helps provide meals to millions of kids and families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to help them feed even more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. 
And we're back on a tightrope with Dickie Barrett. A tightrope because he's driving through the mountains and we don't know when we're going to lose him. But that adds to the excitement of it all, guys. It's worst. great, I actually. The absolute worst. You're the best, bro. And like I said, this adds to the excitement of it. To me, this is fun. This is like you're getting to witness a Mission Impossible sort of scenario. But Dickie, so <laughs> ben, on the, ben, on the ben, positive ben. side of this whole thing... um. What kind of pep in the step is this putting, like, can you give us some inside baseball on the Defiant? I mean, like, what are the plans? What have you guys been up to? I, I've seen you do some cool big shows, and the people seem to be loving it. I mean, how jazzed are you to be in the cusp of success again, and, and where is the future heading towards? Well, like I've said so many times, like, you know, lightning struck me once, and to be struck a second time, at this late stage of my career is, is, is pretty fantastic. Um, our, we're all super jazzed. We, you know, well, there you can, right there, I showed my age by saying we're jazzed. But uh, we're all extremely excited, and uh, plans are being made, shows are being booked, tours are being worked out, and uh, there's a great deal of excitement. That's great. Are you guys writing new songs or, or just focusing on the, that current album? Jeez, Joseph, we wrote Album of the Decade. You know, give us a break, all right? <laughs> what, do we, what do we have to do? We just released this in October. I don't know. I'm a shark, man. I always got to keep going and keep going and keep going. But I'm, I'm also dead and empty inside, so I need something to help fulfill me. You know what I mean? I'm kidding. I'm not that I'm, way. So you got to be careful what that, you speak and do. You know existence. that's not true. Yeah, no, it's not true. Hey, listen, I have a niece about? in um, Australia. I have a niece in Australia who um, yeah. is having a birthday yesterday. Do you mind if I wish her a happy birthday? No, please do sing her happy, happy birthday. Birth? Okay, she's, she's in Australia. All right, wait a minute. Maybe my daughters will sing. They're in the backseat of the car. Guys, will you sing happy birthday to her? Ready? Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lucia. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Did you get that? Yeah, that was amazing, man. Thank you. They've been tolerating my interview. Daddy talking about himself the whole drive home. What about the song, uh, Where Were You? Is that what it's called? What? Yes. Where Were You? Where we... With the strings and the, and the violins. and the. Uh, that was one that... Um, me and uh, Greg wrote, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. There's a pretty decent video for that song, too, as well. Second single, I yeah. guess you would call it. We want to play that one. Let's do that. Let's one. go. Let's let's throw to the Defiant and where... Or wait, you got anything else you can say about this one? What's it about? This song is about uh, everything that I went through and how I was feeling at certain times during, you know, the course of the pandemic and everything that happened in the last couple of years i think uh i didn't write it too long after meeting you guys so things started getting hopeful but um we'll send this one out to my uh, niece lucia once again happy birthday to you 
Happy birthday, Lakia, and this is for you, the Defiant, Where Were You? Another epic one, Where Were You, by the Defiant. Dickie, how often do you think about Annunciation? <laughs> All the time. I think that uh, most of the time I stammer and I stutter and I sputter and I stumble over words. And um, so all the time I, I try to speak as clearly as I possibly can. And, you know, I've, I've gone a long way with the way I speak and the way I am. Um, Sing and, and vocally, and and you could argue I might even because of my thick Boston accent, you might even say I have a speech impediment. But um, I didn't <laughs> let it stop. I never let it stop me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're overcoming you know? your disability, a Bostonian accent. That's Thank hysterical. You very much. Thank you. 
No, but one of the big hooks in that song is the way you say weren't, you know, it's, it's so funny with rock and roll and language. Like if you want to say can't in a song, you can't say can't, you have to say can't, you know what I mean? Like, and you have to figure out different ways of saying words. Like you couldn't say weren't really the way you enunciated weren't. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say we're rent. Yeah. We're rent. Yeah, um, you turn it into a two syllable word. <laughs> what exactly is the word? Weren't. Weren't. W U R N T. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. I love that. I just, you know, it's funny about language. I've been, you know, I have a two year old, and so she's starting to speak. And you know how, like, in sort of tribes, they, like, have, like, and we think that's so wild that they talk like that. <laughs> like, that's part of their language is, you know. But when you break down our language, you don't really think about it. But if you have a two-year-old, you do think about it. We make weird sounds in our words, too. Because she'll be like, I want eye cream, eye cream. Because she can't say, and then I'm like, no, no, sweetie, it's I and then you start breaking words down into like sounds and like bah it's like are you bah. sure she doesn't really she doesn't need cream for her eyes are you sure about that <laughs> maybe that's it but we're yeah, not so different than you know what i mean no not at all <laughs> oh um, well so what else? To, Where uh, are you right now? Thank you. Where are you? Huh? We're, uh, let me see. Looks like we're coming up on the um, <laughs> exit to Prescott, Arizona. Well, what's the next <laughs> Where are you Defiant right now, single coming out? I'm in Tempe. I'm in Tempe, and uh, I'd love to see you soon. That would be great, man. You know It'd be what? fun to get together. You know what? I figured out what the... Absolutely, definitely, but you know what I figured out? The reason why they thought I was in Boston was because last time I was on your show and the last time we spoke, I was, I was in Boston. So they mm. assumed I was there again. And, that, and therein lies the, the uh, confusion and um, can't apologize enough for Dude, having destroyed your show it's... tonight and called in. No, this is a punk no. rock masterpiece of, of a show. What's the next move for the Defiant? What's the next single? Can you give us a little sort of, uh, uh, you know, inside, inside vision of um, what you guys are up to? All kinds of plans. I don't know what the next single is. I think that, you know how the music business works. It's now nobody's in any offices anywhere, so um, nobody's doing anything because of the holidays. So it completely shuts down, <clears throat> which is fine. I think we, you know, in the final you know, the end of the year, I think we made a big splash and did a lot of damage and got a lot of people to notice us. So, um, I can't wait for, yeah. you know, next year. Yeah. It's, it's wild, man. When yet. you like, when we were listening to it, it's just like, it's the difference between what, what's so amazing about it is it's real music. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, I, I was listening to this producer get interviewed by Rick Beto, the guy that produced, uh, Black Hole Sun, the Soundgarden thing, and he was talking about music is no longer music. It's it's a product, and what the Defiant is is actual music because you guys have a sense of purpose, a sense of emotion, emotional attachment, and something that we can 
um, really grasp onto and, and sort of relate to on a human level. And it's, it's, do you think music is more important than ever now because of that? I think, I think historically and, you know, when the going gets tough, I think music becomes very important. And I think right now, I think we need it now more than ever. So, yes, to answer that question, I definitely think it is. And I think, uh, you know, and, and I say that because that's, <laughs> that's what I do. So, and I like to feel important. So, um, no, I, I, yes, I think that absolutely. I think that some of the greatest music of all time has come from some of the strangest and darkest periods in, in our history. Yeah, you you hear comedians talk about if Trump gets back, that's great for comedy. But for us, for musicians, wild times like these are actually really good if you haven't, um, you know, silenced your own voice. You know, I mean, you must see a wide expanse opening up before you and you must be absolutely thrilled, man. You know, and I think, you know, I, I'm happy for you. I, I, you must be on cloud Lower nine, I would imagine. Thank you so much we got two minutes left i think and you're starting to fade out and cut out so i want to say goodbye all right and um thank you so much joseph let's reschedule this for a proper interview yeah we'll do that dickie okay. god bless you man thanks for doing that in, in when you're driving with your family and god bless to your whole family and happy birthday uh to your niece and and we'll see you again real soon Dickie. god bless thank you, bro. you very much all right bye bye all right, well, that's that's about that. Anyway, Ruckus, I had to cut you off on the last segment, so now you have a chance to uh, take us out with one of your Ruckus-isms. So here you go. Ruckus, what did you think of that whole hoot nanny? It was fun. Thank you uh, to Dickie for joining us. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to have him on in a full interview setting. Um, but that has inspired me, Joseph, to share the following quote from Johann Gulf. Wolfgang von Gert, every day we should hear at least one little song, read one good poem, see one exquisite picture, and if possible, speak a few sensible words. I love you, brother. God bless everybody. That describes, that describes this whole show tonight. You just described it in a nutshell. We did it, y'all. God bless y'all. Uh, enjoy the weekend. And of course, keep listening to TNT. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.